Hey, we're back again with episode 223 of Amen, Brother Ben. We're doing Summer in the Psalms, day 23. Let's get into it. By the way, I came down from the mountain, but it was not like Moses. I've been, the reason you're getting these podcasts late, in case you're just tuning in, is uh, was up in the mountains doing some camping with the family. If I'm glowing like Moses was, was it's probably because uh, the smell of, of me camping, it just makes it look like I, it's just an aura around me. <laughs> Good to be back though, tackling day 23. If you're following along with us of Summer in the Psalms, we're doing some of these what's titled Psalms of Asaph. A um, little, little nah, not quite as clear about exactly if they were David's or if it was somebody named Asaph. But this was part of a collection of these Psalms that seemed to be from a different period. Uh, after the exile, after King David has already done his thing, and Solomon and We've had some good kings, you've had some bad kings, and God's people uh, seem to be in distress. And so the Psalms that you're reading today, Psalm 75 through 77, um, they're not happy ones, right? Psalm 75 is a what's called an imprecatory psalm, asking for help, asking them to break the strength of the wicked and increase the power of the godly, another great prayer. So many good prayers. That's why I subtitled the series Prayers and Praises for the Hills and Valleys, because these are very useful. Praying the Bible is, is a great thing to do. Because, um, you know, God's like, hey, I wrote that. I, got, I like that. I see what you're doing there. Um, Psalm 77 is, uh, is is a very relatable psalm because it the psalmist feels abandoned, but then kind of comes around to, hey, wait a minute. God's already done so much for me. I know you're not going to abandon me, but I want to... I want to focus today on Psalm 76 for a moment um, because there's a very interesting through line and theme of this that is not real fun to talk about and a lot of people don't like it because we're kind of knee-jerk overcorrecting from years and years of hellfire and brimstone, all grace, no law preaching that's, that's kind of been a part of the American church experience here for a little while, but we've kind of had some overcorrection now where we don't like to talk about, we like to, well, this is what I've noticed. The popular churches, and I'm not railing on, on one particular church or another, but the, it's very easy to fall into this idea that if, if you will just preach positive, encouraging parts of the Bible, that people will show up. And it's true. The Bible says people like to have their ears tickled, Right in a non-creepy way. They like to to hear what makes them go, oh, I feel special about myself. God is my friend. God does this for me. And yes, God did so much for us. That's absolutely true. But I've said this before, and I'll, I'll say it again until the cows come home, that without a good balance of God's love and his grace and mercy balanced with his anger, and his judgment that he poured out on Jesus, the good, feeling good things are cheap and hollow. They're not valuable because we, that's just what you expect God to do. If, if you think that the sun rises and falls out of your you-know-what, then you're going to be like, of course God loves me. Of course God would do these things for me. 
But we have to see the other side of God that's not quite as lovable and huggable. And the Old Testament does a, a good job, but that's why there's a lot of mega church pastors that have literally said, I want to unhitch the Old Testament because God's so mad and God doesn't, isn't mad anymore. God's anger at sin has not stopped. It's just been satisfied in Christ. Sin is still as big of a deal as it ever was, and it still angers God, but we are just fortunate enough that that anger was poured out voluntarily by uh, onto Jesus. And so we see in Psalm 76 that there's some worship going on here, right? That even though they're 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 facing enemy attacks or they're facing people that do not respect God, um it says they're our boldest enemies, it talks about, people that lie about them, people that can overpower them, but it worships God for being bigger than all of that, bigger than the fiery arrows of the enemy, like verse 3 says. But there's a really interesting set of verses right at the end of Psalm 76. Let me, um, verse 7 says, no wonder you are so greatly feared. Who can stand before you when your anger explodes? From heaven, you sentence your enemies. The earth trembled and stood silent before you. You stand up to judge those who do evil, O God, and the, and to rescue the oppressed of the earth. In verse 10, it says this, Human defiance only enhances your glory, for you use it as a weapon. And it says, Make vows, verse 11, to the Lord your God and keep them. Let everything be... Bring tribute to the awesome one, for he breaks the pride of princes and the kings of the earth fear him. God is large and in charge. And we can, this is where <laughs> we we think that we uh, are, are bringing God down a peg when we defy him. We think we can shake our fist at him when even human defiance enhances God's glory. Because it makes it all the more clear how great God is, how much he deserves uh, our praise and our worship. And, and it reminds us that no matter what we, what we think is going on, God will get his glory and he will have his justice and his victory. And that's good news for some of us, but that's terrible, terrible news for some others. And so we cannot ignore that side. It does, I know it's not fun to talk about an angry God, but God is angry about sin. His anger is satisfied in Christ, but that doesn't mean that he's soft on sin. So if you are going to worship God rightly for who he truly is, then a part of our worship has to be um, a pursuit of holiness and righteousness. And, and we have to join in God in hating sin, not hating the sinner. We're supposed to love people, but to hate the sin in people's life so much so that we would pray for them, that we would, um, we would do everything in our power to help them defeat the sin in their life so that not only they would be blessed, but because God needs to get the glory. But guess what? Even if they defy him, even in our sinfulness, even if we say, God, no, you don't get the glory. God gets the glory through our human defiance anyway, because he's God and he's awesome, right? So you might as well jump on board the winning team, baby. That's, uh, that's what I get out of Psalm 76, at least. That's all for Amen, Brother Ben, today. 
Uh, we're going to drop two more on you tomorrow so we can catch up on these days. Thanks again for being uh, flexible with me as, a, as a summer's a weird time. But uh, we'll be back to knock out two more episodes tomorrow. Hope you're continuing with us on Summer in the Psalms. If you have any questions for me, Pastor Ben, lovesiler.com, or you can leave a voice message for me at amenben.com. Have a great day. We love you.